This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. See you later. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by the Riverside Cafe, the perfect place for a pre-match pint. Hello and welcome to the Wednesday Week, the Sheffield Wednesday podcast. We'll be talking all things Wednesday tonight with one particular theme, uh, which is the uh, the 150th birthday uh, anniversary celebrations. Uh, but let's introduce the panel first of all, and good evening to Victoria. Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday to Sheffield Wednesday Football Club, happy birthday to you. Hiya! It rolled off the tongue so well. Did it's just there's not enough syllables in that, I tell you. Uh, and Rich is here as well. Dicky Owl, how are you doing? Good evening. I'm very well, thank you. Uh, yes, uh, happy birthday, belated birthday now to the old old girl, uh, and uh, I've celebrated with her in style over the last three days. It, it sounds a little bit like you're still celebrating it in style. You're a little it slurry really does. there, are you? <laughs> I do have I do have another drink on the go at the moment, but um, yeah, I, I do still have another drink on the go at the moment. <laughs> oh, just, just a little gin, just a tiny little no, gin. Cider this evening, darling. Love <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. I've got a, a Persian lime goes beer on the uh, on the go this evening. Yeah. I've got uh, Sainsbury's own Pinot Grigio. Um, yeah, very nice. Yeah, is that I'm from your local Sainsbury's? Uh, it's from the Sainsbury's before I get on the tram. So I was walking <laughs> to the tram tonight and I thought, do you know what tonight needs? Al's on late. So I'm going to buy a bottle of Pinot. So I'm a glass uh, in. YOLO. I thought it might be from the um, the Hillsborough one. The one. Can you see it from your attic window? The uh, uh, No, it's Sainsbury's. the wrong side. I can see the north stand uh, from my attic window, but we'll come on to that later. You. We will, we will. Uh, right then, <laughs> let's get down to business. We, we're going to talk kind of football matters on the pitch stuff a little bit later on, uh, but we're going to start by talking about the behind behind the scenes stuff because um, it was Monday that was the 150th birthday of our uh, delightful, beautiful football club. Uh, and of course, I mean, the celebrations really started a while ago with a few different things that have been happening. Uh, but Sunday, of course, was owls in the park. I must confess, I was in bed nursing a hangover. I wasn't there, but you two were. What was it like? We were, um, it was, it was okay, wasn't it, Rich? I think for the first few hours, it was okay. There was a huge queue, like the biggest queue I've seen at Owls in the Park yet to meet the players, um, which was great to see. Um, tip to you all, if you're over 18, head down Ecclesall Road on a Saturday evening and you won't have to queue. Um, but other than that, you know, there were quite a lot of blokes just kind of stood on their own. No kids, no excuses. It was a bit odd. Um, but it it was all right. Um, it was a bit of a washout. You know, the weather was kind of... 
is it going to chuck it down? Is it going to spit? And it, it kind of just settled in between, didn't it, Rich, for quite a long time? Yeah, we, we, we got there about half one, and I think about four-ish, it kind of... There was a massive, like you said, a massive queue for the, the players' um, signatures. Uh, a really small queue for the shirts, believe it or not. I, I, I'm not sure what happened there. Um, and, um, and and about four o'clock, it just started to drizzle a bit heavy, and it had, it had been trying all afternoon, and, uh, and that pretty much cleared it. And I was talking to... But luckily, I had provided two large umbrellas. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. Mommy would. Yeah, you you were mum for the day. Yeah. <laughs> um, now tell us, um, uh, there was obviously loads of it that was kind of shared on social media and stuff like that. Now you were both there during the evening, weren't you? Because the uh, the videos of the fire, I mean, fireworks always look spectacular, but that did look like something pretty special. The evening itself absolutely outshone the daytime. I think the daytime was okay. You know, there were fairground rides. You know, if you'd taken an extra 500 quid for your kids, they could go on Walter. It was that sort of a day. And there were a lot of sort of activities and stalls around. There weren't as many, not not as much as a mixture as there normally is. Um, but it, it was okay. It was all right. Uh, but as soon as nighttime hit, um, me and Al went home because we were sodden. The dog was sodden, even though she'd got a runner rack on. Um, so we went home, dropped her off, we watched Grease and then headed back out. Um, and the night time was actually fantastic. Like the band that they had on, the Leptons, were absolutely brilliant. Um, and they were singing all the classic Wednesday songs. They sang a bit of Oasis. You know, everyone had been drinking for like 10 hours straight by that point. So it just, it, yeah. So it cheered everybody up. I think, it, you know, we were all kind of crowded under the beer tent by that point And people didn't care as well if they were soaking wet. It was just like, sod it, I'm only going home. It doesn't but really matter. Anybody, anybody would have thought of it, though. You're a lot older than me. I stayed out. Yeah. You you went home and I stayed out and just carried on drinking and just get, got underneath one of the big You drank tents. all our chuffing beer. We bought 10 <laughs> cans of Budweiser between us, right? I had two. I had two cans. I got back and he drunk Animals. It's true. It's very true. Yeah. Um, oh, you walked yeah, out. I didn't want to get to waste. The evening was so, so much better. I think if you left during the washout that was the daytime, you really missed out on the evening. It was brilliant. Um, I think in the daytime as well, they had the Hallam FM stage, which, you know, the music stage is always okay. Um, but it was the same two guys on all day. And they were they were okay, you know, but it wasn't groundbreaking. Um, but the band that they put on at night, it was really funny because me and my yeah. other half were like stood there and I was like, I'm sure I've seen these before. I really recognise that guy, and I can't see because obviously I'm like five foot, so I couldn't see who was singing. Turned out to be my old housemate, so uh, yeah, I do recognise his voice quite well. <laughs> so he used to sing all the time. So the head of IT at Sheffield Wednesday's band headlined the Owls in the Park stage, um, but they were brilliant. I must admit, the kids are generally... Um, they went off and played football for about four hours in the park, which was great. I just left me to get on to doing what I was doing, which was, you know... Soaking myself, having a rinse, I think some people might call it. Uh, and um, they, they, when the band came on, they came across and really enjoyed the band as well and were dancing to it, which um, is not like like my kids. But yeah, I think um, generally I went into the weekend quite, um, I was quite sarcastic about the shirt on Friday, I think, on social media, had a go about that. Um, and, uh, and went to see them under-23s on Saturday um, and saw the two new guys playing um and and then it just got better and better for me um you went to the training session as well didn't you rich uh no i didn't no oh didn't you no i know of course you didn't no No, it was in 23 on saturday that i went to see um so um okay the big the big question is did either of you have a slice of cake yes Absolutely, yes. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> was, we, it, was it good? Because it's caused, I mean, fair to say, I think, of everything that's happened over the anniversary weekend, the uh, the cake seems to have caused the biggest kind of stir in terms of, certainly in terms of social media, mainly driven by our own Dan Fudge. I was going to um, say, I'm going to go who, a bit fudge about not it. Not up about the Yeah, mainly, mainly um, 90% of it by him, yeah, yeah. 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 Um but yeah, was it was it any did it did it look good in person? I, no. I, I, I went to um I went I queued. Oh I went no, sorry, I went to see to go and get a slice and it was a massive queue and I thought there's no way I'm queuing. So we went late on. And I'll tell you what, it was bloody nice cake to be fair. To cock to Coxie the chef down there. Well well done. He, he was he, he was really I spoke to him um Coxie, he was really nervous about about it but was really proud Not that surprised because it was showing it? let's be honest i mean 
When you think the biggest football cake in the world, I was expecting something Ball like a ten foot a ten foot cake, like spherical cake. And in fact it came up to about my knee and it it's collapsed on, the wind. minute they sliced the bugger. It was just it was just embarrassing, wasn't it? If, let's be honest, if this had have happened at the other side of the city, we would all be absolutely howling at that. It was and it was it was one of those things when they said it. I was kind of expecting a cake the full length of the pitch that everyone went and got a slice and all that. But in fact, it was just like this spherical, white, gooey blob. I think you've been a little harsh, Oh, no, come on. I think you've been a little harsh. It was a ball cake, not a football cake. They said a ball cake. And it was based on weight, not size. Four and a half thousand eggs in that as well. I can't see that. I'm sorry. It wasn't that big. I've used two and I've made a cake pretty similar size. (laughs) Come on, we are now a, a Guinness... World record holding football club. Wow! You know the certificates on Twitter. It must be true. What a thing to be known for, eh? I, 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 I kind of get the thing where people say, "Is that all we've got for one fifty is the cake?" But you know, we've got to try and you've got to try and embrace it. What what's up the one fiftieth? What for what it is, rather than just all be negative about it. Let's it just feels like there was some it. sort of group meeting, you know, where everyone gets together and says, "Right, what we're going to do? What we're going to do?" And they go, oh, "We could build a massive cake," and someone's going, "Yes, that's it. Do it." And they've gone, oh, shit, I don't have to build one bigger than a radiator. And that's what they did. And it, it was, oh, come on, guys, it looked awful. I mean, Dan Fudge has had a lot of fun with it. And on that basis, I'm quite happy for it because it's meant that our Dan's been off our backs for a week. He's had a nice time. Um, but no, 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 no. That's just where I mean you're going to disagree. I know the effort that went into that There'll have been a lot of effort that went into it. There's a lot of effort that goes into me making Yorkshire puddings. Don't mean they taste any good. That's a little bit different, isn't it? A little. They don't don't weigh two, three. Have have you made the world's biggest ball Yorkshire pudding, though, Vic? Do you know what, right? If that's all it takes to make one that big, I'm going to make one twice as big next year, and I'll wheel it out to Owls in the Park on the back of a wheelbarrow. And I'll just be like, "Come here, we'll have a look at this." If only it was now. that easy, eh? Tell you yeah. what, we, well, we've got we've got this on tape now. I'm I'm recording it, so uh, yeah, people I, I, will bear with us this. That you I'll are going to out in the park next summer. You're going to attempt to break the world record to take it away from the football club that you support and yeah. love with all your yeah, heart. Yeah. You're going to try and take that world record away from them. No, I'll be recommending that, that Coxie uh, listens to this episode and has a chat with Vic about it because I'm sure he'll be, uh, he'll be up do. for the I challenge. I didn't like his breakfast <laughs> omelets either, but uh, you know, each to their own. <laughs> um, but it, I do just think if if we weren't so biased, if we didn't have our blue tinted spectacles on, if this was any other club, we'd be having a good old lol at that cake. Let's be honest. I probably, but we'll be over it in like ten seconds. It's just a thing, isn't it? You know, we've talked. We've probably talked more about it. Yeah. on the podcast so far than actually any conversation that took part of Sheffield Wednesday. They probably just said, yeah, let's do it. Why not? I think, I think we've all, as fans, we've talked about it a lot more than anyone else has. Um, and, and here I am still talking about it now, so I'm going to move on. Correct. Um, so Ooh. anything else tell us about Owls in the Park? Here's the question. Did either of you try the Thornbridge Owls beer? No. 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 I, did, I didn't get away from the... We went the... to Asta. We went to Asta and bought yeah. our own. We're not paying yeah, we, 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 we did buy his own yeah. beer, to be fair, yeah. yeah. As as we <laughs> drunk it in the alcohol-only places. We didn't We didn't break any rules. Very respectful, yeah. We were. Um, oh, the other thing I, want, to mention... I was expecting a full review of it. Our brand new, our brand new beer. Sorry. Sorry. The other thing to mention, though, is the fireworks. They were absolutely they were brilliant. And I am not a fan of fireworks at all. I think once you've seen one, you've seen a million. And I've been to New Year's Eve on Thameside. Like, I've seen the fireworks in the UK. But they were absolutely fantastic. They, yeah, they really, were, they were really were. My house is covered in black soot. And my garden is covered in, like, flaked, burnt bits of paper that I've had to, like, sweep into a pile. Um, but it was worth it. You know, they were... They were superb, and the music choices that they put with them and everything, it just worked so well. The only thing that, you know, and, and this is Sheffield, so I'm quite surprised, is that there were trees blocking the view, um, and I would have thought the council would have sorted that by now, but maybe not. So, But other than that, it was absolutely fantastic. Can't fault that at all. Yeah, they the, the display where they find some out, actually out of the ground and some in front of the south stand, so you kind of got a two kind of... Uh, uh, curtains of fireworks, which which look they look they look superb. They look really really good. And I managed to live video the whole thing with three percent battery. So 
High five Steve Jobs as well. Like That went very, very I, well. I was incapable of controlling a phone at that point. Yeah, I went and stood on my own. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like you um, you carried the James role pretty well. Absolutely. Uh, I on, on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm proud of you. Well done. I pulled well done. the James. Yep. Um, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, so obviously that was uh, that was Sunday into Sunday night. Uh, Monday was the anniversary itself, and of course Monday evening uh, was I think was it at Ponds Forge? Am I making that up? Yeah, it's Ponds Forge. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So um, Ponds Forge was the venue for the 150th dinner, which again there's been a bit of negativity about people moan about how much it was and 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 and, and whatnot. Um, again, I I I didn't go, saving a bit of money at the moment, so uh, I didn't go. But but Rich, you were there, so um, yeah. I mean, tell us about it because um, you know obviously I've I've kind of spoke to you on Facebook and stuff since, and and you've yeah, been yeah. you know kind of glowing about this about how good it was. Do you know what? Um, I've been quite um, doom and gloom was what I think Andy McElwain called me about it, uh, about, the, about the club recently. But Monday night really, really has lit my fire again. Um, Monday night was fantastic. It was lots of nostalgia. Um, you had a little cry, didn't you? I, I didn't there. I nearly did there. Um, if you've not seen it yet, the the opening video, um, the, 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 the film that we all saw on the big screen at Hillsborough, They've they've made that nine minutes long now with lots of stuff in it, uh, and I was sat on a table full of. Uh, I was invited by by uh, our accountants, and um, I, I sat there and I thought I can't I can't go in front of a load of blokes I don't particularly know it's gonna not look great, um, but I had a moment this afternoon when I rewatched it uh, on my own in my office, and uh, yeah, I had a little moment and I shed a few tears. It was really that whole thing just set the tone for the night. Um, the people that were there, you know, the players that were there, just, just it, it for me, it was. What it players was, were was... there in the end, Rich? So Nigel Pearson was there, uh, Phil King, John Sheridan, who had to leave the stage. I wasn't sure whether he was drunk or there was another issue, um, <laughs> but he just literally got up. If you went up. to the other anniversary, did he? You'll probably think it was because he was drunk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he, he just he said a few words. I'm going to have to go, and literally walked out of the door, the exit, and that was it. He's gone. It was Maybe it was pretty, pretty surreal to see, um, but John Arks was there. He did his um, Jim Carrey impression, which was quite funny. Um, yeah, just listen. I mean, Howard was Wilkins. Was Benny Carboni there? Did he turn up? I, I'd heard a rumor he didn't turn up. I saw something on Twitter the day, like the same day, saying, "I wish I could be there with all my heart." Blah blah blah. I didn't know if it was a really random translation. Of like what he was trying to say, I, I like maybe just, that you hope to be there or whatever. On but. Early doors on the night, I heard Carboni had, had not turned up. Okay. Yeah, but to be honest, to be fair, it's no great know, loss, th- is it? After no. what we saw you know, before, exactly. You know my thoughts after when we saw him recently uh, in venue, and he was not missed I, out there, gang. No, no, not at all. Um, it, yeah, it'd have been all about hi, I'm Benny. I, I, I love me. That, 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 that'd have been that one. <laughs> I should but be the no, manager one day. It, like I said, it was a lot of nostalgia, and it brought back some of the, the kind of the memories from the past, and '91 stuff and the, the early '90s. And I think the club did a great job of it. I, I can't knock them for it. Uh, the, the dream scene—if you've not seen that already—that that is, I wasn't expecting much from that. My theory was all we're getting for his 150s is a painting and a cake. And the dream scene—if you've not, there's some really, really clever bits on there. Um, he couldn't get all the players on. So Isn't for example, there a top hat, Rich? I'm pretty sure uh, isn't there some sort of like top hat or something related to Lord Hillsborough in there? Because I'm pretty sure this week on the chat he's claimed it's, something. It's, no, it's, it's it's a picture of Charlie Chaplin who was uh, one of one of the players. This this that's Australian guy that's done the ring scene. It's re- he really knows his onions. He has proper gone out there and met players, met Hursty, and he sat there and talked about each player in great detail. Like like probably like on some of them more knowledgeable than, than we are. And that blew me away. That because um, actually, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's, he couldn't get all the players when he wanted to. So there's a couple of um, there's actually a fern, uh, the plant in a corner with a red top on it, and that's a, a, a link to Redfern Froggett. Um, there's also an FA Cup with a bird on it, which is a starling, so Ronnie Starling. So he, he's tried to get in. So sublim- there's, there's a lot of subliminal things on there, even Derek Dooley's OBEs on on there and. Um, there's a, a copy of um, Singing the Blues behind Terry Curran. Because um, yeah, I mentioned to the half, because I was quite ignorant to it, because I've not read any of the stuff that they put on the website about it. I've not been that 
sort of interested, if you like, in in a really horrible sense. Like I am interested, obviously, but I've just not taken the time to read all the stuff. And I said to my other half, like, why have they picked like a random bloke who's not a Wednesday fan, blah, blah, blah. My other half said he's quite well known for doing things like that, like subtle things in the backgrounds of his paintings. Apparently he's really, really well known and respected for, so yeah, that's absolutely. quite nice to see. I agree, and I got up close to it as well. It is a really, really good they, they, they look so lifelike, the, the, the actual, you wouldn't have thought it was a painting. They look like pictures, a lot of them. Um, and Chris Waddle's got a wand in his hand as well for being a, a, a magician or a wizard, whatever you want to call it. Um, no, that was great. And I, I, the one thing I was gutted about, they did a draw in the room to uh, to give away a copy of it um, on a canvas. And um, they pulled our table number out. And I was like, oh, my God, that means there's a one in ten chance of me winning this. So they pulled our table number out. And then, and then Alistair came around with a bucket and we all had to pick a number out. So I pulled out number six, and number five won it. So I was that's like when people say it bingo, though, isn't it? When people say it bingo, yeah. I only need 26, and 25 comes out, they go, oh, I was so close. You weren't, were you? Uh, so close. You I, yeah, I was. I was like a one in, cha- one in one ten One in chance. ten, that's as of, close of, as you were. You of, weren't close well. you were number five and number six. Well, no, all right. That was t- like I had a, bingo. A, a one in 700 chance of winning it, the amount of people that were in the room. So, no, it was, uh, did yeah, you, that was uh, Did you consider just mugging the person that was sat next to you? Just steal it well, off them on the way out or something. I could have done, but, you know, I, I look at these people as potential clients, so no, funnily enough. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. So all in all, good night. Who who was kind of the yeah. star of the night? Was there anyone that kind of stole the show? I think Hawks, he got up and did it, you know, and, and, and he, we had, I had the pleasure to oh, meet so him again. Oh, so Yes! Oh, I had the pleasure to meet him again last night at yeah, Hallam. Was um, David Garrido there? Oh, and Dom Housen. No. Um, and Harksy was 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 spot top he was spot on last night but even you know he was he did kind of grab that the the limelight a bit on stage but Ron Atkinson actually got up and talked about Wednesday which the last time I saw him in Sheffield he bloody didn't Um, but he got up and talked about Wednesday and I think the overriding comment that came out of it all was the word family a lot of them mentioned what, if, and if you there's an hour, I think there's a two hour YouTube video out there. You know, if you get a chance to watch it or or, or go through it, a lot of the players were mentioned about the family they were part of, and for me that that's something the current regime have got to pick up on and make it a family. You know, we, we'll never have those early nineties days again, uh, in my opinion. Um, but we've got to pick up on that family and make it make it all as one again. Were there any sort of modern day heroes there? Like I know, obviously, early nineties is kind of modern day to us, but was there anyone sort of from the? We haven't, we haven't got like any compared to that. Lot, of, no. you've, got <laughs> Bullen, you've got your Wheeler, you've got your Brunt, something, you've got your McLeans. Oh. Was there anybody like that that sort Lee, of you twenty year olds would be quite amazed at? Lee Bullen was there, but didn't get pulled up on stage. Um, Glenn Leuvens was around as club captain, but none of the other players were, from what I could see. Um, so they didn't do like a panel now. thing. Carlos was there. He said a few words at the end, yes. Um, but there was people like Jack got, Whitton was there. Melston. Carlos. Um, do you know what? At that po- Do you want me to be honest? Were you, were, you, were you a bit gone by that point? I, I, I was probably was a bit, but... Um, I, 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 I say that just because I, I, I saw a few people on Twitter kind of commenting on the fact that, that you know, Carlos got a really rousing reception, which uh, yeah, you know, maybe it was kind of like the, the heat of the, the night and everything. But, yeah. um, you know, after the last few weeks, maybe, um, I wouldn't say surprising, but, um, you know, uh, uh, um, something that was, you know, quite nice. Nice that, that he got that reaction. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I must admit, I, when he came on, most people that came on, you kind of give some a round of applause or some people like, you know, I'm trying to think who we give. There's a few standing innovations for a few of the players. Um, Chrissy Waddle. Um, gonna start. He got everybody singing. There's only one Chrissy Waddle, but yeah, Carlos at the end. Um, I, I sat down when he came on. Most people stood up. Um, that's just my opinion at the minute. Uh, but we're not going into that because I'm being positive. Um, you're a miserable sod. Two hundred quid a ticket, and you sat down for it. manager. Bloody think, hell! Even I bought a quid ticket. Where were you paying it? <laughs> Did you boo when the night finished as well? Jeered yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. and pissed him off. No, you know what? Here comes out. Boo! Put some bloody no, money no. in. No, no, no. It was, it was just, it generally was a feel good night, a real feel good night for me. And I kind of, like I say, it reignited the fire a little bit with me. And, uh, but then I said something. They didn't do like a panel thing then. That's what I'm quite surprised about. Because obviously everything we've been to, they've done some sort of panel, like a Hursty's bar type panel. No, no, no. There's too many many players in the room to do that. They got, they didn't get all the players up on stage. You only got a few up to talk. Um, 
So if you hadn't paid for the posh seats like you, what did you get from the other players? Were they just there to have selfies or? Well, for, for buying a gold ticket. Yeah, if you weren't in the sort of the VIP section and you didn't get to mingle beforehand, like, did the other players actually contribute anything? Or they were all it... sat around tables. I, I don't know. I, 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 I did wasn't you get, down like, one in... on your table like you do at the it's, player of the season? No, or... I, 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 I honestly don't know because I wasn't down the end of the room. So I couldn't I couldn't say yes or no to How that. do you? Well, I was sat on my own table. I was, you know, net, networking, chatting. You know, that's what you do. Not going to nibbing at Fair other enough. people's tables. So, <laughs> so that was uh, that was our 150th anniversary weekend, and we know obviously there's been talk about um, you know a big kind of friendly game that was going to be part of the weekend, which obviously uh, that that didn't come off. Uh, there was going to be the launch of the anniversary kits, which of course that didn't happen either. So overall, um, as as the two <laughs> that were kind of the most, yeah. <laughs> Well, as the two that were most kind of closely involved with the weekend, um, are you are you happy with it all? All in all, I would have taken Owls in the Park from six pm hundred times over. It was brilliant. I think the actual day itself. I think it was the weather more than anything. I think a lot of people were a bit miffed about the shirts. I think there was a bit of a sort of not miserable, but kind of an apathetic attitude, like to the beginning of it, where people were just kind of milling around, but. As soon as the beer started flowing and people getting more involved and then the night kicked off, the night was just fantastic. Like, absolutely brilliant. I can't fault that at all. Yeah, I think from um, from me being quite negative on, on Friday, I, I, I'm buzzing at the minute about Wednesday, big time. Excellent, excellent. Good to Don't hear. let us down um, against Forrest. <laughs> let's 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 talk some um, some current day football then, because uh, a week ago, uh, well, a week ago tomorrow to be exact, was when the uh, the transfer window came to a close, uh, and obviously, Rich, you and I were were here through the the last hour of that, uh, and particularly our deadline day business, uh, which was Jacob Butterfield coming in on loan until the end of the season, Sam Winnell going out on loan until the end of the season, and obviously, people have heard our kind of you know, um, our instant reaction to that, which I think it's fair to say that I don't think either of us were overly wowed with the nope, uh, the nope. deal at the time. Um, obviously, we've had a week to kind of think about it and cogitate and, and, and hear what's been kind of the noises coming from the club and stuff like that. Has, has your opinion changed at all? I, I think a little bit on Butterfield, yeah, to be honest, because um, I don't think we've got anything to lose with him. This guy's coming. Nobody's expecting, you know, ground, anything groundbreaking from him, but... He's probably something we haven't got in a minute, which is a box-to-box player. Kieran Lee's as close as we get, but he's a box-to-box player, and we haven't really got one. And, and I, I just, you know, we've had players come in the past we've not expected anything from and, and got a lot out of. And I'm trying to think of examples. Somebody gave me an example today, and I can't remember it. Norman Abdi. No. It wasn't him. It wasn't <laughs> him. Yonk. No, Oh, God, no, it wasn't him. That's it, yeah. Um, no, um, yeah, so I kinda, I'm kind of warm to it a little bit um, on Butterfield. We'll see. We shall see, won't we? I spoke to a, um, a good friend of mine who's a Derby fan uh, the day after. So I kind of just, just texted him and ended up ringing him on my lunch, just saying, like, what do you think? And he was buzzing about Winnell, like absolutely buzzing about him. Um, but the Butterfield thing, he kind of said, don't expect miracles. That was his main thing. And I think for me, what worries me most about it, and I see it as a positive thing, I do. I, I agree with people that we've got rid of a fifth choice striker, whether or not he should be fifth choice, who knows. But we have, and we've brought in somebody that we do need. Um, but to me, that also stinks of, are we going to miss Hutch and Lee for a lot longer than we were led to believe? Um, because I don't think you'd do such crucial deadline day business if you weren't going to be missing two key midfielders, I think. So that that does worry me. But in terms of what my mate said and how he talked about him, and he just said, look, he's not, you know, he's not, <laughs> to quote a phrase from the show, he actually said he's not a shit kicker. He's not, you know, he's not groundbreaking. He's not going to, like, set the world alight every time he touches the ball. But he'll he'll do an all right job. He'll be okay. Yeah, but but um, Lee's fans told us Tom Lee's was shit. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's what I said to him. <laughs> you know what that's I mean? what I said. I was like, you know, and Watford fans told us they wanted rid of Fessy and a few other yeah. things. And he was like, well, you know, all I can tell you is what I've seen. Um, but he was just very sort of, he was more excited about the deal than I was, which I kind of expected, really, because I think Winnell's kind of got a bit of a buzz behind him at the moment. You know, he is scoring goals. He is doing well. He has got a bit of an attitude that 
some one club will pick up a player like him or like Fessy or these players that have an attitude and they will turn them into something golden. And I think maybe this is Winnell's chance to prove that. Um, but his tweet afterwards was a bit kind of, see you later, guys, I'm never coming back, wasn't it? Did anyone see it's that? A, it's an interesting point, this though, isn't it? Because um, I didn't realise until quite a few days afterwards that uh, Derby don't have an option to buy Sam Winnell. So we may still choose to sell him, but there isn't an, an automatic option there. However, we do have an option on Butterfield. So we could, uh, justifiably, if we want, at the end of the season, we could have both of them. Um, so in that sense, not not a bad deal. It was just his tweet for me, just read very much like, I mean, I doubt he wrote that himself. I'm pretty sure it was his agent or whoever. But it did just say like, thank you for all the love I've been shown. I've been overwhelmed. It's been a great time to be part of the family. See you later, sort of thing. And that kind of says to me, you don't want to come back, do you? Well, I think the, the, the club's made it pretty obvious that he isn't part of the plan, so I think you can't really blame him for, for that. He's not really done anything wrong since he's, while he's been here. So, um, you know, why why would he not kind of feel like, well, that's it, you know, they're, they're not going to want me back. If, if they don't want me now, think, they're never going to want me. I think so, some people... Made the, the kid wants to play football and we can't really argue with that. People made the, made the point that the only reason we signed him because we didn't think we'd get Rhodes. Absolutely, yeah. I think that's um, I think that's very true. I think that he was um, not quite a panic buy, but uh, yeah. a, a, a kind of a backup buy yeah, yeah. Um, in, in case Rhodes didn't happen. Of course, it did, and he's never really figured, has he? He's I was going to really say there was there was quite a lot of negative things when people said that. People were saying, you know, who would you rather have, Rhodes or Winnell? But it's even I'm going to say now it's to the point that we can't say that now because it, it doesn't matter. We've got Rhodes, we haven't got Winnell, so we just need to kind of get on with it. We just need to get behind them. And just hope that Rhodes scores a header at some point, like he did for Huddersfield for how many years. So, who knows? All right, Rich, you mentioned earlier that you were at the, um, I want to say under-21s, and it wasn't, was under it? It was under-23s yes, game yeah, yeah, on, um, on Saturday. So you've seen the two new centre-halves play. Um, yes, yeah. Tell, tell us a bit about it then. How was the game? Because, of course, we, we lost, didn't we, in the end? Was it a last-minute yeah, goal? Very, very, very late goal, uh, yeah, from, from Ipswich. Um, I think the first half, um, we uh, Wednesday weren't great, but there's a lot of good young players that you can see coming through. But the two centre halves played for about an hour each, um, and um, the Dutch guy Van 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 Winkle or whatever. I, you know, I've, I, it's terrible with both the names. To be fair, uh, the Dutch the Dutch Van guy, Winkle. Uh, I can't remember his bloody name. Van Enken is it or Van whatever? I, I don't know. I can't remember it already. I haven't. It's alcohol. It's affecting my brain at the minute. Um, he looked. He, he looked very kind of um, very good on the ball. Um, could a few kind of little little dinks over the over the midfield to get through to a striker. And uh, yeah, he, he looked all right. And um, uh, not much out of uh, Fernando. Is it Fernando? Um, not, not, not didn't see much out of him. I think it's just it was an hour of a under twenty threes game, and you couldn't really kind of judge much out of out of it. I think it was just a fitness thing for them. Get give him an hour, uh, but I tell you, you did stand out. Uh, Mister Joao stood out that day for me. Played really well. Scored oh, really? a penalty. He, he scored the penalty, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought he had. A, I thought he had a really good game. Um, looked a, a, a kind of step above most of the players on the pitch. But there were t- two or three of the, the Wednesday kids um, stood out for me. Um, Kiva would know. I'd know the names better than I would, but um, yeah, I'd, I'd left winger um, played really well. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, it was couldn't say much from it, but it was. Uh, but I tell you one thing, the food. Oh, had, this had, bloody pie! Oh, oh my you know, god! Here we go! Here we go! I had an amazing pie in the ground, and we don't very often say that. I mean, I've been before. I'm even to get a bloody pie, but there were actually pieces, big pieces of meat in it. I was absolutely astounded. Honestly, and, and, James, all we heard at Owls in the Park were about these chunks of meat in this chuffing pie. Oh, he lifted up the lid. He lifted the lid and he went, I can't believe it, there's chunks of meat in this. Oh, my Christ. They even had a steak, chilli and chocolate pie. I didn't have that one, though. Yeah. But, but, that, um, that does sound good to me. That fair. sounds like one so of James's beers. You don't know the names of the players, but you can tell us every finite oh, detail about pies. the pie that you have. Yeah. And had a great a great cup of cup of Bovril as well on the Saturday afternoon. You this, sir this are living the dream. I was taking Paul out for lunch and I took her to the Wednesday ground, fed her pie, 
Sausage well, roll. She had a sausage roll, didn't she? She had a sausage roll. And that yeah, were yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm all about quality, me. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm surprised you've not been talking. We, we've got through half an hour and you've not mentioned pork pies yet, which is an improvement on last week. I haven't got one at the minute, that's why. Yeah. No, fair enough. Um, Okay, so um, obviously we've got no, we have no game to reflect on after the um, international weekend. We're not going to talk about England because it's boring. Um, so we'll look ahead then to what's coming up and um, football back at, at Hillsborough on Saturday. In fact, we've got two games coming up in the uh, in the next few days. So um, Saturday. Late afternoon, half five kickoff on Saturday against Nottingham Forest. Now, I've kind of toed and furred in my mind as to whether or not this is a good game to be playing off the back of an international break or a bad game to be playing. Because Forest have made a decent start, uh, but not amazing, but, you know, pretty, pretty all right. Um, and they, you know, still relatively new manager. They've got a few new players there. Um, what, what do you reckon? Good time to play them or not? I don't think there's a good time to play anybody in this league at the moment, is there, to be honest? I think, you know, anyone can have their day, as we've seen uh, in the last few games. So I think we've just got to take every fixture now and just think, can we win it? Yeah, why not? We've got 11 men, they've got 11 men. Um, I'm not overly looking forward to it. I must admit, it's not one of those games that gets me really excited, probably because my granddad always drilled into me that they're the worst team that's ever walked the earth. Um but he had his own reasons being a minor. Um, but there were there were many. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not overly bothered. I think is it on Sky? I'm guessing with the timing. I don't know. Yeah. So is it going to be a smaller crowd? Is it going to be a big away following? I don't know. I, I I've never really had a lot against Forest to be honest. Um, I think. Aside from the obvious, um, they're they're a big club as well. They're they're in a very very similar sort of state of mind of we are with like sort of sleeping giant syndrome. And I think it's you know I'd love to see a team like us go up, and I'd love to see a team like us do well. I don't want it to be on Saturday, but I do. I kind of have a soft soft spot for them in that sense that they've kind of got that same sort are of history. Your, are of they us. your fourth team or? or? Uh, probably go fourteenth. Um, yeah, okay. But yeah, uh, I, I I don't I don't have any feelings for them either way. I really really don't. Um, I've got a friend who played for them for a long time. I think he still coaches there. Um, and he's you know he's Forest through and through. That's that's who he is. Um, and he will always shout about them. Whereas I'm just I'm kind of indifferent to them. But I do feel that with the history they've got, I think on a lot of sides we have very similar sort of aims and beliefs and hopes. And I think we're just lucky that we've kind of got the cash behind us at the moment, that we've kind of got more of a positive outlook than they may have. Well, I'm not going to talk about Forest at all, because I think now this is this is a perfect opportunity for us after the the, the not great display at Burton from, from what uh, you described, James. Um, I think we've got a real chance to start getting this season uh, on track now. Uh, we need to pick up on this kind of positivity in the club and, um, or my positive, maybe, maybe it's just me. I don't know. I don't care. I'm positive. So I'm all right. Um, we need to pick up and we really need to start our season now. Uh, start getting some wins under the belt. Start really showing that we mean business. And I think no, no better, um, opportunity than a fortnight's break, uh, international break. Um, players will generally all be kind of, you know, um, all ready for a, for a game now. Um, I think it's a good chance to, to kick on and start start upping the gears. Okay, Rich. Obviously, we uh, a week ago we kind of talked about off the back of the Burton game about um, it was probably it was probably me that kind of ranted about this the most really about how this international break you know it's really important for for Carlos and for the players to kind of regroup get the get them kind of selves together and, and figure out, you know, what, what, what team we're going to be this season and, and how we're going to go about things now. And, and, and kind of the season almost restarts from afresh for the game against Burton, uh, for the game against Forest. Um, do you, do you expect much in the way of changes in terms of um, personnel, in terms of team selection, in terms of how they play? Do you, do, do, can you see it being different or, can you can you see a scenario that come half past four and the team comes out and we're all a bit flat and deflated because it's a it's a bit predictable? I think I think you still come into it. See, I've remembered the names now. Um, I think you you still come into it at the back, won't you? Because obviously, um, uh, uh, Leuven's is not fit. Um, I, 
will, will Butterfield be involved? Probably on the bench, maybe I would have said. Um, so I don't, I would hope there's not many changes. Um, I just think they need, we, we do need, I, I keep banging about this, we do need to get this consistency in the team with, with you know, eight or nine regular players. Um, but, but, for, you know, used to, he's a, he's a big lad as well and quite thick and like him. He's very attractive. Um, I'll give you he's that. He's lovely. I quite yeah. like his photos. I'm quite excited to see him. Yeah, yeah, you'll like him. Don't I like worry. a tall man, Rich, yeah. as you well know. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it'll be a similar side to be fair. Okay, so um, that obviously is, um, is is Forest on Saturday. Then the game is coming thick and fast because uh, next up it is Brentford on uh, Tuesday at Hillsborough. Just now Brentford have had my, my yeah, one worry about my one worry about Saturday against Forest. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's you. It's, Me? How, how the hell are you going to get to half past five? Yeah, I, I'm with him on this one. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot more drinking time, James. It bloody is. Yeah, it is. Uh, well, do you know what? Actually, the, there's uh, the, there is a plan in place here <laughs> um, to take care of this. Um, so um, I've actually got a couple of friends from London that come up for the game that want to go out afterwards. So um, the the agreement that's in place with with me and my mates is that we're not going to be in the pub before one o'clock. No, we're always we're we're uh, ten o'clock. We're at the um, new barrack before we get to the Riverside. We like you guys save us places and stuff, but yeah, we're always in the pub at like ten half ten. Um, so one o'clock is when um, we're going to be in the pub on um, on Saturday. So uh, I mean, that probably doesn't mean that I'll be any better uh, state come. Half past five, but you know, I'll, I will be able to see at least. That's got to be a good thing. Uh, I can't promise Sorry, the same on. Um, we digress. I, I can't. I can't promise the same on Tuesday against Brentford because I've got a few mates that are Brentford fans who are uh, hopefully cool. coming up for the game. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they've had a pretty dire start to the season. We think our start's bad. Six points from five games. Brentford just two points, two draws uh, from this season so far. No wins yet for for them. Lost some good players, uh, haven't they as well? Yeah, and it was a fairly uh, a fairly disastrous transfer deadline day. I know, obviously, that is the way that that club works, and I think you know the fans are very understanding of of, of their business plan and, and and how the you know the 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 technicals of their club operate. Um, but they um, it could be a tough season for them, I, I, and this is it's got to be a game that we go out and win, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I think it's one of those games where um, it's definitely we, we need to be going out and getting. Uh, we keep saying this, certainly uh, on paper, going out and getting three points from it. Um, they've obviously lost um, Yota, and um, did Yota go to Birmingham in the end? I'd say so. I didn't know where he, he went, but um, he did. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and the centre half, whose name is escaping me now, and I'm sure you'll remind me of it, James uh, Harley Dean. Harley Dean, yeah, that's it. Both of those have obviously gone today. Quite, you know, good place for those for them. So uh, I'm sure they'll be a little um, kind of um, not depressed, but but you know, a bit, a bit, a bit down about losing the players. Lot, Are they all coming up? Is Billy and everybody coming? Uh, to be confirmed. Ah, oh, because with it being in, in like a night game as well, it's a bit difficult, isn't it? I know they're all hardcore, but it is a long trip, and it's a long trip home, and. I'm sure they all have to work and pay the bills, and but it's always nice to see them. Yeah, absolutely, and um, I think. Um, well, I don't know. Correct, correct me if you disagree with this, but I think these two games, I, I can't, I can't really consider anything other than six points out of them. I think that you know we've got potentially here to double um, the the number of points we've taken so far this season, um, and I'm going to be pretty disappointed if we don't if we don't take it. Are we allowed to mention the F word uh, or the double F word? Um, just in the Fernando. fact, Fernando. Just because well, he's injured, isn't he? Well, he wasn't at Owls in the Park, was he? Because he was injured. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're making, apparently, we're making a pan of stew on uh, Instagram stories. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he made lovely yeah. stew uh, yeah. on his little barbecue in his garage. I think he could be a really, really deciding factor in these two games. Even if he's on the bench, I really think he could make a difference against both of those teams. I think they're both the kind of team that will fall apart against him. Um, and I do think without him, the only person I would kind of look for for that sort of 
apart from Barry Bannon, for that sort of attacking, sort of forward-running players win all. And we, evidently, he's not here. Um, so I do think, can we not just pump him up with painkillers and just tell him to get on with it? Although we can't even do that when the, he's not injured, can we? So who knows? The the kind of the, the feeling that I've got from what the club said is that it's not just like a, a knock. He's 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 going to be out for a while. Is 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 the impression that I've got. We're not. We're not. I don't think we're talking about whether he's going to be back for this weekend. I think we're talking about you know maybe a couple of months or something with with it being something that's a bit more serious. But that's that's just kind of the the feeling that I've got. Mm. Well, we'll we'll we'll, we'll no doubt um, see soon enough, guess, won't we? Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll know come half past four, won't we, on um, Saturday evening when the team yeah. comes? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. Any um, any bits for us yes. today? Go ahead. So, Are you, you're you're going to talk about your book now, aren't you? I am. Yes. Oh, um, I'd just like to. Where's the mute book. button? <laughs> I'm, I'm in a book, um, a quite a well-known book, um, that's actually number one on Amazon at the moment. Um, so, if anyone wants to go and spend thirty-five thirty-five pounds on two Jesus. books, um, one is hardback though, which my other half says is a very good deal, which I don't agree with, um, <laughs> but. Yeah, so I went into the club shop. In fact, there's two little bits here. There's two little bits. There's one that's a bit of a rant, but we've done it a million times. But there's one that's about the book. So a guy called Jason Dickinson contacted me last year, probably just before Wembley, actually, I think it was, or just after Wembley. I uh, can't remember. And I met him up at the pub, and he basically just interviewed about interviewed me about my time being a Wednesday fan and everything else. And he'd interviewed quite a few people. Um, I think there's, there's a massive majority in the book. Quite a few of them sit on the row in front of me at the match, which I found quite odd, because Jason think, doesn't. When he interviewed you, did, did, he, did he use a dictaphone? Uh, no. Okay, thank you. Bye. <laughs> Go on, carry on. No, you're right. Fine, carry on. Um, but anyway, <laughs> odd. Um, so I had a quick chat with him. Um, I got three pages in the book. I'm not going to lie. So if you want to buy it, it's out now. It's at the club shop. It's the 150th anniversary book. So there's you get two in the pack for 35 pounds. You get one that's just 150 years of Sheffield Wednesday. And Jason, to be fair to him, is bloody meticulous and brilliant at what he does with the, being a club historian. He knows everything there is to know. Um, I was naming games when he said, oh, what's the first game you remember? So I remember my first memory is the sound of Ian Nolan breaking his leg. Like that is literally one of my f- earliest memories of being at Sheffield Wednesday. And you mean Ian Knight? No, Ian Nolan. Um, so he broke his leg um, and he instantly knew it was against Spurs in like 1998 or something like that. He was just, he's so on it all the time. Um, so he broke his leg and that was one of my earliest memories. Then we talked about Michael Owen playing against us and a few other things. Um, but you can read all about that in the new book. So that's all good. Um, but one thing that I do want to have a little, tiny little moan about, and I think I've been quite positive tonight, um, was that I went into the club shop. And I knew that I wanted to get the books just for us to have at home, coffee table books and all that jazz. Um, but I also knew that my mum and dad wanted a copy. So I went in fully expecting to spend 70 quid on four books. Um, and I thought, do you know what, while I'm here, if the shirt's on offer, I'll buy a shirt while I'm here. Like, I don't know where mine's gone. I think something happened to it. I don't know where it is. It could be my mum's, could be wherever. Um, but they're still £55. Last season's shirt in the club shop. And I was just like, surely by now knowing full well that the day before, because I went to buy it on the Monday because I was off work, surely full well, like, they knew on the Sunday that they had none of the new shirts. Wouldn't you have put an offer on? Because I would I would have quite happily come out of there spending 100 quid and coming away with a shirt. But actually, £55? Nah. And there were a lot of shirts in stock as well. There were a hell of a lot of shirts. And I was just kind of... I didn't even look at the, you know, they have, they do have really nice t-shirts and like ladies shirts, kids shirts, boys shirts, all that sort of stuff. And I was kind of, I was tempted, but I thought, no, do you know what? I'll buy the old Chancery shirt from last season. I do like it. I don't know where mine's gone. I thought 50, I'm not spending 55 quid on one when the next one's coming out within the next, I don't know, 20 years. So yeah, that's a bit of a grumble on my part. I think, I think 55 pounds for a shirt that the day before they'd announced still the new one wasn't going to happen, I think. Mm, yeah. But other than that, yeah, two new books. Go and buy it. It's brilliant. Jason Dickinson. Uh, the one I'm in is called Wawa. Cool. All right. Thank you very much. Um, Dickie, anything from you? No, nothing for me. I'm, uh, I'm all all uh, expunged of my uh, my uh, uh, my memories of the week. 
Fair enough. If anyone wants to uh, revisit your kind of drunken tweetage from your weekend of celebrating our uh, our football birthday, um, tell us whereabouts we can find you. Yeah, if you want to see a picture of me and uh, my new mate Johnny Arks, uh, you can uh, visit me at Dickie L. Um, uh, and, you haven't uh, mentioned that he knew your name. No, it was quite cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was pretty cool. There's, there's a photo of you. Are you attempting to mount Phil King? Um, or, uh, yeah, I, 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 I know King. From, we did a, um, a bike ride together um, seven or eight years ago with Wednesday Eye. Um, and yeah, we went up and it was a bit of a. Paula caught it quite, caught it quite well. It was just literally because we'd not seen each other for a bit. It was just one of those kind of, how are you doing? And we just, yeah, a bit, bit of a laugh. And it looks like he's actually trying to get away from me, to be fair. But you When know. you said you did a bike ride, Rich, I think you're kind of no, underselling I, what you did I there. Kind of, well. Yeah, I did. I kind of organised most of it. Yeah, that was, that was a bit. And I you did. also I, had a cycle. Didn't, didn't you go coast to coast as well? With I didn't. Them? So I it didn't, wasn't yes, just like a two-hour yeah. bike ride. No, it was a week's bike ride, yeah, from coast to coast, and yeah, I didn't, I didn't ride it because that's like exercise to me. But I, I did pretty much organise it. Me and me and a guy called Peter Shaw. Okay, cool, Vic. Uh, what about your particulars? Um, twenty-eight, thirty. No, give over. Never been. Uh, that's like that's like my mind. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Victoria1867 or you can email me, but I can't read it, so I don't know how to work the emails. Vic at the Wednesdayweek.co.uk. You don't know how to use email. It's not. I can't that get it on my phone. I don't understand it. I need Kieran to look I'm at my phone. I don't understand it. I'll, I'll have a look for you on Saturday. It's, it's you not, say it's that, not but we still can't do it. We'll sort it for you. Um, if you want to get hold of me, get me on Twitter at James Marriott. You can find the podcast at TWWcast. Um, if you want to get in touch with any of us, you can find our details on the website, uh, as well as you can listen to the um, you can listen to the podcast there. And there's a new blog that's gone on today, and there'll be a couple more to follow in the next few days as well. It's the Wednesdayweek.co.uk. Anyone that's interested in writing a blog for us, please get in touch with me, and uh, we will make that happen. Uh, thank you very much for your company we'll be returning next week where hopefully we'll be back to um, something like full strength uh, and hopefully be talking about lots of brilliant football that we've seen uh, over the uh, over the coming days so thank you for your company and we will speak to you soon Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.